Hello there. Do you know what time it is? Yup, you guessed right. It's time for another episode of ELF Podcast, where we talk about legal issues, all that concerns you, and premium hot gist. So buckle your seatbelt, get your headsets on, because you are in for a ride. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of ELF Podcast. On today's episode, we'll be talking about striking a balance between extracurricular activities and academics. And I've brought to you a very special guest who is doing excellently well in his academics and extracurricular activities. Shino Akimusiri. Shino, welcome to ELF Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so for those of you that do not know Shino, I'm going to give like a brief profile about who Shino is. So, Shino is a 500 level law student at the Lagos State University. He currently serves as the head of chambers for Lord Denny Chamber Lasso. He is currently the director of research for Tax Club Lasso. Shino is the winner of International Human Rights Commission National Essay Competition. So, 2021. <laughs> he has also won World Intellectual Property Organization National Essay Competition. He is current. He was recently awarded a scholarship by the Body of Senior Advocates of Nigeria, Boston. His team also won an Intellectual Property Advocates Competition held at the University of Illinois, and so much more. Shina is currently a first class law student. I think we should <laughs> So guys, personally I I like to call you Starboy because I Yeah yeah that that's why I am Starboy. <laughs> so I'm sure our listeners will be wondering how does this how does this guy do it? So that's why I'm here today. To ask Shino a few questions on how he balances his extracurricular activities and his academics. So first of all, I want you, Shino, I want you to um, take us through your wins. I feel like the listeners would want to hear. Or, all right. Thank you very much for having me once again. Um, to the great, by the grace of God, I've had a couple of wins, and um, now you're asking me to trace. How it all started okay i think it started in 2019 um 2019 was the defining year for me um i was in 300 level at that time and um, i had strategically had it in mind that i was going to start getting involved in national and international competitions at that point of my life so um the first time i represented lasso outside the four walls of the university was at upper university um i think at that competition my team came second runner up yes i went with uh, a couple of colleagues and um, i think one or two senior colleagues yeah a month later we went back to the obafemi Aulawa university for another competition and um, i think we were second that this time around we were first runner up so second um yes so 2019 was the defining year for me i started getting confidence i started getting recognition outside the university um also 2020 was quite big it was the covid year the pandemic everybody was on the lockdown and um, i used 
I maximized my lockdown period. I put in for virtual competitions, essay competitions. And I think 2020 was um, the year I started gaining like serious attention because it was in 2020 that I won the um, World Intellectual Property Essay Competition. I was one of the top 15 essays. So at that time I was, yes, <laughs> I, I felt like, yes, okay, I'm getting the desired recognition for the efforts I've put in so far. And um, I can remember then that the VC congratulated myself and other persons who emerged as winners from Lasso. <clears throat> also in 2020, um, I think, yeah, I think that's just about it in 2020. I did some other essay competitions, but I, I, did, I don't think I won. No, I didn't win, but then I was like top seven, top 10. And uh, but 2021, yeah, yeah, that that, that was my year. <laughs> yeah, 2021 was my year. I started in um, January. In January, I was with um, a colleague who went to the University of Illinois for a moots competition. Yeah, yeah, we didn't win, but then we had the best memorial in the competition. Um, from there, I had my team was second run up in the essay and PowerPoint competition organized by Equity Law Firm um, in honor of the AG the Attorney General of Lagos. Also, I led the Lasso team to win the um, Professor Bola Relias National Moot and Mock Competition. Yeah, that was just about in 2021. Then in December 2021, that's like the last month in December, I, I had like three big crazy wins. Yeah, unbelievable, right? Yeah, at first it was the Alao Adavisi Data Protection Essay Competition. I was second. Uh, I also got um, to the interview stage of the body of senior advocates of Nigeria scholarship uh, process and most importantly I think I won the International Human Rights Commission National Essay Competition yeah and um, yeah that was just about the 2021 so I just picked right from where I stopped in 2021 in 2022 I my team emerged as a winner at the national IP contest at University of Illinois. Like I think that was like first or second week of January this year. Um, yes, and later on, later, towards the end of January, I was awarded a scholarship by the body of senior advocates of Nigeria. Yeah, I think that's just about it. So Interesting, very interesting. That's, yep. that's a good one. So um, tell us about how your Boston, tell us about your Boston scholarship win. I think our listeners would want to yeah, about this. Okay, um, first, BOSAN stands for the Body of Senior Advocates of Nigeria. Like It's the umbrella body for um, senior advocates in Nigeria. And, um, the scholarship is quite um, an interesting one, I must confess, because um, it is you, you cannot apply for the scholarship. The university has to, it has to, the university has to nominate you. It's, okay. it's based on um, nomination from the university. So, I, I, the, the body of senior advocates of Nigeria wrote to the then VC of the university, Professor Larry Fogbofagun, who is also an SCN. And um, the university was asked to nominate four level students who are on a first class. And myself and a colleague was were nominated rather. And um, yeah, we wrote an exam. I think I think sometime in November was it November or October? I can remember vividly that that it was a week to. Um, school exams. I think it was just in the Friday before we started um, first semester exams. So um, I wrote the exams. Yeah, difficult I think. But then it was it was a very funny day. It was a virtual exam. 
and of course <laughs> the devil wanted to use Nepal more then. <laughs> so I, I just I just wrote the exam and um so it was in December, I think second week of December. Yeah, second week of December I was contacted to have qualified for the SNL. So we went to um the Nigerian Law School Lagos campus to have the interview process and um yeah, I think that was on the fourteenth of December. I can remember because that was my mom's birthday. And um <laughs> yeah, it was it was a serious it was a serious one for me. I was quite tensed because um the scholarship the interview process required me to um, go through a rigorous screening, a rigorous interview um before a panelist that consisted of senior advocates of Nigeria, like five senior advocates of Nigeria were in the room on that day. And I don't think that was what even made me afraid. I think it was because um, of the quality of persons I was competing with. I mean, I was competing with the best of brains across the nation. And um, yeah, I was quite tensed. Like, I remember I was just, <laughs> there was this song I was playing in my hotel room that morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I was I was quite tense, yeah. So that was just about that it. Was the song you were I, I I can't really remember, <laughs> but it was it was I think it was in that Daniel Bassi song. Oh. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. That's cute. <laughs> yep. Is that all? Yeah, that that's well, all about the Busan scholarship. Eventually, you won, so that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I won. So how would you um describe your success rates in these competitions? Um. For competitions that require my physical presence, like competitions where we have to travel to, okay. um, yeah, I think I've, I have a pretty good record. Um, most times, almost every time, I've won. I always win. My team always wins. Um, but then I think there's just one competition I've been to and we didn't win anything. But most times, we always win something back. Sometimes it might not be first, it might not be second, maybe best memorial, something like that. But most times I I think we win. So um but for essay competitions, uh oh I've had my share of losses. <laughs> yeah, I can remember that there was a month in was it August or September last year. Yeah, I had three big losses like back to back, 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 back. <laughs> Breakfast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, essay competitions I've lost a lot. I think I've lo- I've lost way more than one certainly not i think i'm so sure yeah i mean definitely i feel like these failures would push us to great heights i don't even understand yeah yeah i guess so but then you guess so <laughs> really yeah yeah makes sense but it's normal it's normal to feel it's very normal so um i understand that most times when students gain admission into faculty of law they tend to focus squarely on their academics you know how um once you resume school, everybody's like, face your book, face your book, and all. <laughs> like, just face your book squarely. Yeah. So, um, why is yours quite different, and why did you participate in all of these competitions? Okay, yeah, um, coming to the faculty of law last year, I was opportune to meet the likes of Dio Sijo, Phillips Akintola, Timmy Oju. Shout out to you guys. Shout out <laughs> to you guys. Um, John Ojela be like these guys were legends. I mean, so um, yes, yes, John. John. Shout out to you, John. <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, so I was waiting to meet these guys in the faculty, and trust me, these guys were legends. Like 
they were moving from one competition to another, they were winning and this this I, I saw this as a big inspiration. Of course I wanted to be celebrated. I felt the need to um, to build myself, to build capacity to 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 do well basically, yeah. So I, I felt the need to do well for myself. Like if these guys could have done this, why so can't why I? Can't you do it? Exactly. And also my fraternization with these guys, like I was not just I was not just a fan. I knew them personally. So it was easy for them to for me to be guided and um inspired. And I think right from secondary school I've always been a very competitive person. Mm. So I just felt like yes, when I get to three hundred level I would start going for competitions. Although I wish I started Earlier. Earlier, yes, okay. but then it, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah. <coughs> Guess that's just about it. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, being a first class student who is actively involved in a number of extracurricular activities, can you give us a typical rundown of your day? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this, I this. mean, we want to know, <laughs> like me, I want to know, so please. Oh, please. This, this is one of the very tough questions. Um, a typical, a typical rundown of my day. Um, I, I think I wake up relatively early. I okay, let's on weekdays I wake up relatively early. I prepare for classes. By prepare, I don't mean I read to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just get ready for classes, and uh, after classes, I attend meetings because every now and then I think I have meetings. Except I just want to teach some of them. So from there, I just um, I like to I like to mingle with friends after classes just for a few hours just and catch up on a lot of passages um, what else what else what else it's pretty normal like do you read every day oh certainly i don't <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I i feel like on on an average i don't i don't even think i'm a very good student i don't think i'm a serious really? student because i only first class no, no, no. That's that's not the determinant of being a good student. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's no, that that's that's just the truth. Like, I know you guys. I'm not curious. Like, I, I, so I, how, I don't really what do you do? How do you do it? That is a difficult question. <laughs> I okay, want I, to know. I, I think I think I I I know how to read. Like, okay. Well, if I if you give me a piece a material now, I I know what to read. Okay. I like. I don't know how to explain to you guys, but I know how to read. I think I can read better than others. So it gives me a comparative advantage. And uh, even if I pick a book a week to an exam, I, I can still try to <laughs> maneuver my way to a five. <laughs> God, when? No. Yeah. I wish I could do that though. <clears throat> okay, so, um, so tell us how have you been able to balance between all these extracurricular activities, I mean, all these essay competitions, being learning head of chamber and all those stuff you do, how have you been able to balance between these activities and your academics? Oh, yes. I think this is the most difficult question I come around. I, <laughs> I, no, like this, this one is the most difficult. Okay. Every, people ask me this every time and the truth is, it's a very difficult question. It's not difficult because I don't have an answer, but it's difficult because the answer lies with whom you is asking the question. Because, okay, last year October we had a program uh, organized by Lord Denny Chambers, and we had the likes of Destiny Ogidebe, Bukola Alaga, Paul, um, I said Paul, um, what's this guy's name? Ebube Akwambo and Philip Sakintola come to speak to us about how to balance 
extracurricular and um, academics well the, the truth is i i feel like this thing is about um your capacity and yeah. more, more, uh, <laughs> that's not the truth actually i i think the truth is um balancing this thing is just it's, it's just god sincerely it's just god because it's one thing to balance them it's one thing to be successful at balancing it like of course yes you can be participating in a lot of things but yeah. then you are still not successful mm-hmm. yeah so there are two different things so i feel like when it comes to being successful it's, it's certainly good like there's no any other factor at it but when it comes to you just balancing it i think it's an understanding of your own capacity truth be told i feel like everybody knows in depth like can i do this people know they can't mm-hmm. do it people know they can do it yeah. so there's no point of asking this question i'm sorry to bust your bubble if you are listening to this <laughs> podcast thinking there's one formula somewhere i'm so sorry there's there's no formula it's just it's just about understanding your, your capacity can i do this can i not do this but then that that is quite tricky also because you never know what you can do until you try to do it mm-hmm. yeah so Very just try out see if you can do it if you can't do it yeah just 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 drop it so there's no there's no answer i'm sorry <laughs> I feel you, I feel you. Yeah. So, um, what are the challenges you faced while trying to juggle between these extracurricular activities and school? And, I mean, you still produce excellent results. What are the challenges you faced? And tell us how you have overcome these challenges. Okay. Um, like you said, this... this... You can give a scenario. Okay. Um, like you said, this... It's it's about it's about time management and as you know everybody has access to the same twenty four hours every day and um, it's quite difficult. I'm not even going to lie. There are some days I don't want to do anything like, but I have to do something because there are things to do. Even every now and then when I'm just playing around, joking or using my phone, I feel guilty because there's you something have I have to, to do. do exactly. But then I think my ability to delegate has been of immense help because in the offices I occupy I know how to effectively delegate duties to my colleagues. For example, as the head of chambers in Lodeni Chambers, I know when to delegate to the office of the head of litigation, the office of the head of research. Also I have the like the most amazing friends like within my network of friends I feel like I can get I can get almost everything done. If I see that some tasks, some stuff I'm doing are quite overwhelming, I can always send it to a friend. Can you please help me do this? Can you please help me do this? And they always come through. So, yeah. So I think that's how I've been able to maneuver or let me say maximize my time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So, um, what are the areas of law that interest you? Let's go a little bit personal. Okay. Um, I am in love with intellectual property law. <laughs> yes, I also I mean, like... it's obvious. <laughs> I also like um, dispute resolution. Litigation to be precise. But then my lawyer friends tell me that I, I, like, once I have a practical experience of um, the courtroom setting, I would not like litigation any longer. <laughs> but I don't think so. I think I like it. I think I like it. And it's something I look forward to. To do it. So intellectual property and dispute resolution, litigation to be precise. Yep. Okay. So aside from law, what other area interests you? 
yeah, I, I love football. Yeah, I, I think, knew you. I, I think that that's one of the reasons I'm I'm saying yes. It keeps me sane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, yes, I think it's just football. Just football. Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not big on music. Yeah, I think it's just football. Yeah, football. So every every Saturday we go to school to play football. In the faculty, yeah, I want to believe that some of you guys would have seen me on a Saturday. So that's like the only fun you have, just football. <laughs> yeah, Do you yeah. like going out? Do you go out? I mean, you can only go out if you have money. <laughs> so you don't, so I, I, I don't, are you have, telling me you don't have, have money? No, no, I don't Don't let us go there, Shino. <laughs> Not on this podcast. Don't let us go there. Okay, thank you. So um, tell us about your worst and best academic moment as a student. Oh. I can never forget my <laughs> my worst academic moment as a student. I think I was in 300 level. Yeah, I was so sure. Like there was this exam, love thoughts first semester. Yeah, I had a three. Yes, yes, yeah, I had a three, yes. yeah, wow. three thoughts first semester. Um, and sincerely, to to be fair, I, I, the exam was difficult. I know, but then there are these like there's there's there are, there are sometimes you write an exam and yes, you know this exam is difficult, but then I secured it. Uh, well, this, that, that, like, that was what happened then and I was shocked to see that I had a three yeah I think that was my worst academic moment yeah I've, I've had I've had a few also but that, that stands out for me so best academic academic moment should be um, yeah I think 200 level question yeah 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 I think I had the, I think I had the highest in both semesters I think I had the highest in both semesters mm, yeah those should be the moments for me yeah Okay, tell us about your worst and best moment in a competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, but, but I I can think about two good moments for me in competitions. Uh, the first one was my second time in OAU. Um, myself and um, Dotun, we it was a most court competition. We represented Lasso in that court that day, and um, we were against the host school OAU. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those were crazy because they were represented by two ladies um, and they were so good. They spoke first, they were so good, they were extremely good. So, um, but then we are last now, so we, we, later, we later won. So it was very nice beating the old, old school. Yeah, it felt I mean, very you good. You went to their school to beat them, That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my worst moment. Um, okay, I can't, I can't pinpoint at the exact moment. I, right now but then i think my essay competitions i've seen some essay results have, that made me feel like i was cheated yeah in fact in fact i know i know of one that i'm i'm so sure i was cheated but then it's fine it's fine oh there's another there's there's another um very good moment for me um in december when i won the ihrc essay um, the international human rights essay competition i i made my submission yeah, it's quite alright before the deadline. But then I think the day they were trying to collate the results, they didn't find my entry. Like I be like saying that juju. <laughs> 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 they, they, they didn't find my entry, so I I was called. They, they said they found my mail, like the body of the mail, but they but didn't find didn't... the attachments to the mail. <laughs> I was I was surprised. So they said I should send it. So I had to resend it. And um, like I remember that night around eleven, I was I was out with a friend. So. Yeah, they just called me. I could not even hear them properly because there was no way I was. But then they called me and told me that 
I won. Yeah, that felt very good because I feel like God actually did that one for yeah. me because in competitions nobody cares about whether you exactly. they got your attachment or not. They just move on and pick a winner. God's so, grace. Yeah, God's grace certainly. Thank God. <clears throat> so I'm doing excellently well in several competitions. Do you think these competitions significantly contribute to your academic academic excellence? Um hmm. This is a serious one. I'm not sure. You're but then not sure? I, yes, I'm not sure. But then I, I think these competitions help me to become um a critical thinker. They help me hmm. to think to think better. They help me to process information faster. Hmm. They help me to write better, speak better. So um they might not um directly help me in my academics but then they help me to be a better lawyer so yeah, yeah so that, that that's just about it yeah maybe when i started in 100 level 200 level within the faculty yes i got used to some things that some areas of law that i had not even learned in class so it sort of gave me an edge when i was learning them in class because i already had an idea of what they were about yeah but generally i don't think they Helped me, helped me academically. Okay, so we have a few more questions to go and you'd be free. So the next question is, despite um, the challenges of being a leader, what is the motivation behind taking all these leadership roles? Um, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, for some, there the, are motivations for some. I think they are just uh, uh, they are just products of my mistakes because mm. <laughs> there are some offices I'm occupying right now that I have occupied in the past and I I certainly regret taking up those positions because um, because I <laughs> there are reasons I can't even talk about it. So, but then for offices I enjoy taking I enjoy serving in. For example, being the head of chambers of Lodeni Chambers like that's a great pride for me. I mean, for you guys that don't know, any Chambers is the oldest Chambers in the faculty. Please, and, um, don't let us I mean, we have, we have a very, we have a, we have a, a rich, a rich heritage. So, um, taking up the office for me was um, a way of giving back to the faculty or, to, or a way of giving back to the Chambers because any Chambers built me, like, helped yeah, me. And, um, nice. Yeah, they gave me a platform. I, I, I owe my I don't say I owe my successes, but then I feel like they played a pivotal role in my successes today. And um, it's only proper, it's only nice for me to give back to them. And um, yeah, I also came into Lodeni Chambers at a very tricky time. Yes, at that time it felt like uh, people were already losing interest in Chambers activities. So myself and my team, uh, most importantly, Abdul Ghani and Daniel, we had an equivalent task of rebuilding or let me say reigniting the dying flame of um, advocacy in the Delhi chambers and um, I think we did it yeah so for other offices mm, for task club I think it's based on my love for research so I felt like okay yes I think and at that time I didn't really know much about task about tax rather so um, I felt like if I occupied the office of the head of research it would not just help me, it's also going to help the, the what was it called, the, the club at large. Because while I understand that I do not know enough, I will be putting in conscious efforts to improve myself in that field. So yeah, those are, um, yeah, I think, I think that's just about that. 
that's good so guys we are very close to the end of this podcast so Shino, do you have any final words or advice for law students struggling with balancing their extracurricular activities and their academics um advice well it's, it's only normal for you to struggle it's never going to be easy i'm struggling yes. too so um i <laughs> yeah, the fact that you are struggling only shows that yes, you are even putting in effort in the first place. If you are not doing anything, you are certainly not going to be struggling. Yeah. So um, keep pushing, like they would say, and um, most importantly, you cannot underestimate the power of understanding your capacity. Like, can you actually do this? If you can't, there's no point. And at the end of the day, I feel like one of the best um, acts I could give you is try to understand what you want. You get it. If you want a first class, go for it. Like right from the onset. If you want the first class, go for it. If you don't want, if you want to build your extracurriculars, go for it. I, I to be sincere, I didn't set out to be to graduate the first class. I didn't. But then it just it just happened that I'm most likely going to graduate the first class. So just know what you want. Understand your capacity. It's fine if you don't even know what you want. I mean, it's not as if I have it all figured out also. But then have an idea of what you don't want. So it's going to help you to know what you want. You get. Yeah, I think that's just about it. And people that know me, they know I always say that. Trust the process. Yes. I know you. <laughs> I know some people will say you want the process to trust you too. <laughs> but then just, just, just trust the process. Keep putting in the work. I have, like I said earlier on, I have failed a lot of times. I, I feel like... At some point, my my fear of failure was numbed. Like I no longer cared if I was going to fail. And I think that was when I even started winning. So keep trying, keep trying. That's just about it. Thank you very, very, very much. You know, this session was very insightful and inspiring. I mean, I feel inspired right now. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be surprised if you are not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, guys, as Shina said, keep pushing. Understand your capacity. Always go for it and trust the process. So, guys, we've come to the end of ELF podcast. I really hope you guys learned a lot from this episode. Don't only listen. You have to listen and execute. So, yeah. Before we go, I can remember the song I was playing in my hotel room before my <laughs> Bosan interview. It was. Um, Strong Tower by Nathaniel Bassi. Okay. Yes. Thank I'm you sorry. for that. I think I would go and download this <laughs> So if I have anything to do, I'll just go and listen to this song. So guys, thank you very much. I really hope you all enjoyed this session. Yeah, have thank a you for day. Thank you so much, you know. Yeah. Bye guys. Equity Law Firm. Equity like nature does nothing in vain.